Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of our body here at Desert Springs. My name is Chase Jacobs. I'm the Minister of Theological Training here at Desert Springs. And with me, as always, is Drew Hodge, pastor, pastor. of worship. No. What is your pastor? Music. Pastor of music. music yeah. yeah, nobody's pastor of Jesus. Jesus is pastor, is of, pastor <laughs> of worship. Yeah, that's another, uh, that's another episode. So so music, you are over the music, and, and that's convenient, Drew, because that's that's kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, as of recording, we have wrapped up two reopened services on Sunday yes. mornings, uh, worked through the whole alphabet. It's been sweet. Yes. Man, it's been so good to see some of these people that I feel like we haven't seen and I mean, probably haven't seen in four or five months. That's right. Yeah. So it's been great to have everybody together, but uh, I know they are feeling maybe for the first time what you and I have been feeling for a long time, which is this feels a little different when we can't sing. Yeah. And so as we were just kind of talking, we thought it'd be good to to reflect on um, what the Bible says about singing. How do we think about this strange circumstance where we're not singing, and then really more importantly, how do we engage in worship on Sunday morning when singing is not an option? So that's that's kind of where we're going today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had c- questions from uh, brothers and sisters in the church that are concerned and they want to know kind of how we're thinking through this. Um, and I just, yeah, I thought it would be good for us to take some time and discuss. Yeah, why we're not singing, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like you said, what we can do uh, when we can't sing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Drew, there's uh, if you read through the Bible, I think about ninety exhortations. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for to, sing. to the, sing. The Bible tells us to sing. So that's really the first question: Are we disobeying the Bible by not singing on Sunday mornings? Um, I would say it depends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Very, very much depends. I would say under our current circumstances, as we gather uh, corporately, no, we are not disobeying God. Uh, We are not disobeying a command, a direct command uh, to sing uh, right now because uh, because these are not normal circumstances. Yeah, so the the reason that we're not singing is the civil authorities over us. The, especially at the state level, yes. have have said that singing, and, and this is uh, legitimate. I mean, yeah. you know, you and I are not epidemiologists, right. and there actually are a couple in our church. <laughs> but, That's right. Um, and we've talked to them, right? But, yeah. uh, but there is, I think, more than enough scientific evidence right now to say that singing, projecting loudly is, uh, is a contributor to if, if someone is infected with the coronavirus, yeah. that will lead to much more of it being in the air and potentially exposing a lot more people. So That's right. with that in mind, the government has said uh, no no singing for the foreseeable future. That's right. Yeah. So first reason, I would just put it this way. We think uh, these restrictions to not sing uh, are reasonable and legitimate given the circumstances. So everything you just mentioned, we're not scientists. We're not uh, infectious disease doctors. Uh, so we're going to listen in humility. We're going to listen to those experts, those health experts. And we have seen uh, you know, study after study that shows that uh, that singing is a really effective way to spread this virus. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to honor our authorities in that um, because we think they have legitimate jurisdiction in this area to temporarily request us to re- refrain from singing. 
just like they temporarily requested us to refrain from gathering. Yeah. We were at no more than five people, yep. and then it, and then it's opened up. So so right now we're still under the restriction to not sing, and we think that's reasonable. We think that um, it's it's legitimate um, to to honor our authorities, but also to protect our people. If we think that this could potentially spread a deadly virus to someone who is uh, immunocompromised in our congregation. Or even outside of our congregation. By, Correct. By exposing someone that Correct. might later have contact with someone. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah this is, a, this is a, a ministry to our people, but also a, uh, a um, it's also a signal to the world that we love our neighbors. Yeah, um, that, that we're thinking that we, about more people yeah. than just our own, That's right. our own comforts, That's even right. our own rights. So it takes a lot of humility because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I don't know all the science, but uh, it, seems, uh, it seems pretty evident that, uh, that these are reasonable. Um, another reason would be it's temporary. So uh, I would add to this, it's temporary, and also it's equally applied yeah. across like gatherings. So it's not just, they're not just targeting churches. They're not just saying, okay, uh, you can go to a basketball game, you can go to a baseball game, you can go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. you can do these things that are most similar to a church gathering, um, but you can't go to church and you can't sing. Yeah. So there still isn't choirs going on. There's, uh, you know, the local chorale isn't meeting, and the local, right. uh, I mean, even uh, orchestras aren't meeting right. and and playing together. So yeah, so actually, if you look at it in New Mexico, churches have been given more privileges than right. other similar gathering movie theaters. Right. You know, other yes. mass They're gatherings not, like that. They're yeah. not open at all. Right. Right. So, so we, the governor's actually mm-hmm. carved out some exceptions for us. And and yeah and. The temporary thing is is tough because we thought it would maybe be a few months, and that's it's dragging on. So, so we do ask the question: How long? Mm-hmm. How long is is too long? How long will we uh, will we submit ourselves to these restrictions? And I would just say I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. would say I don't know. But for us, as as uh, members of this uh, uh, of this state and this uh, and citizens of this country, I think. I heard it put this way: the burden of proof is heavy upon us to to come up with um, reasons to civilly disobey right now. Yeah. So I think the burden of proof is really heavy, and it's on us right. to to say no. We will not obey your orders to not sing or to not gather or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, that's all yeah. I'll say about that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's even worth noting. Again, it, this is this is actually an easy decision right now because these restrictions, as you said, are reasonable. Um, and, and oh, I wouldn't say it's easy. Well, <laughs> let me let, let me finish. It may it's, be clear. It's yeah. easier than were these unreasonable commands or or right. commands that that lacked a certain kind of temporariness. Right. Um, even then, that's not just the automatic green light to disobey. You know, right. the the first century Christians, like you know, if you haven't read First Peter in a while, go back yeah. and read First oh, Peter. Man. It's all about submission. When submission is hard, when yeah. submission seems. Uh, when, when the authorities over us seem maybe unreasonable or yeah. um, or even uh, incompetent, you know that yep. that incompetence or is inconsistent, not, yeah, or inconsistent, those are not excuses. Yep. That just doesn't automatically give us permission to to disobey necessarily. So, so the bigger question is, uh, when is it right to disobey? Right? When is it when, when is it something that God has commanded us yep. that we cannot? Um, to to not obey that command would be to sin. Yeah. So uh, I heard Bobby Jameson put it this way, and I think this is the most pithy way of putting it, is civil disobedience is warranted when the government commands what God has forbidden 
or forbids what God has commanded. So we can think of biblical examples for both of these. So commanded to do what God forbids, like bowing to idols, yeah. like in Daniel, um, and they would, and we would disobey. Yeah. Um, if they commanded us to, uh, yeah, to to murder, to to do things that are clearly against God's commands, um, or if they forbid us to do what God uh, commands, which would be uh, again in Daniel to not pray. Yeah. To and so Daniel disobeyed, civilly disobeyed, or in Acts four, I believe it is, um, where they uh, where the apostles are told not to preach Christ, yeah. not to preach Jesus, right? And they said, well, we must obey God yeah. rather than man. Yeah. So those are two yeah. think, clear biblical categories for civil disobedience, right? And so again, coming back to the Bible, repeatedly says, "Sing, you know, sing to the Lord, make it." I mean, we just went through a series of Psalms that again and again was saying, mm-hmm. "Make a joyful noise, sing yeah. a new song." Um, so, so even Bobby Jameson's statement, I think, could use a little bit of nuance. Sure. Um, which is the problem with a pithy statement, but um, you know that that there are different kinds of commands, yeah. right? So there are yeah. there are prohibitions, yeah. such as don't commit adultery, yeah. right? If a man commits adultery one time, he's sinning, and yes. and there's no question about that. And so again, if the Bible asks, or sorry, if the if the government asked us to do something that the Bible prohibited, um, well, we couldn't do that because yeah. that would just automatically be a sin. But then there are other commands in the Bible that are of a more positive nature, yeah. right? So um, Ephesians four twenty nine says that we should speak words that build up, yeah. right? Well, um, if I'm sitting in my office quietly, not talking, I'm not sinning. By not obeying the command to speak words that build up. There's no one around me to speak words that build up too. So, yeah. so there's a different kind of category. So even if you would say someone that has laryngitis is incapable of speaking a word that builds up, yeah. well, that's the, not the same as them committing adultery every minute that they're not talking, right? So we right. need to have better, more nuanced categories for what this is. So, yeah. so there's a conceivable situation where for a temporary amount of time, uh, not singing is not disobeying the command to sing. Right. So, yeah, I'd take it back to um, Hebrews 13, where we're, where we're told to not forsake the gathering um, of the church. And um, we would say that we weren't disobeying that command in the times that we didn't gather as a church, and in, in some ways still are not fully gathering. We're still breaking, breaking it up by the alphabet. Um, so it made me think of uh, one of your examples of laryngitis. It just made me think of uh, the shut-ins yeah. that we have in our church. Yeah, people we that can't gather with us. They because, physically yeah. cannot gather. We would not say that they are forsaking the gathering. They are they are physically hindered from from gathering. Uh, so for us, and and it's it's like that for us in the last few months to to be uh, temporarily hindered um, due to. Um, these circumstances due to the pandemic. Um, so we don't think that we've been in disobedience of that command because we have been honoring our God-ordained authorities. We've been loving our neighbor, um, and we've been caring for those weak and vulnerable among us. Um, and knowing that it is temporary, knowing that we will eventually get back to gathering in some capacity. Um, now, we've had to change the way that's looked. Mm-hmm. We've had to adjust. Uh, it isn't just okay. Open the doors wide, and you know, yeah. it's it, we've been we've tried to be careful. We try to be wise about it. Um, but yeah, so so in the same way that we haven't dishonored that command to to gather, I would say that singing um, singing isn't commanded, like you said, isn't um, isn't commanded in a way 
in the New Testament that makes it a sin to not sing, even when we gather. So we can have legitimate church gatherings where there, where there is no singing. Um, we certainly see it as normative. We see it as as assumed yeah. in the New Testament yes. that the church would sing and be singing. So like if we heard about under normal circumstances, no pandemic, if we heard about a partner church yeah. that they just said, you know what, we just don't like singing, we're not going to sing anymore. Yeah, if a church under normal circumstances didn't sing, I would question their obedience to right, the command. Right. But under these circumstances, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just would like if there being, was, uh, you know, yeah. um, a church in a, in a closed country that had been meeting for some time, yeah. and uh, and and they were like, "Look, we're about to be found out. We need to we need to stop singing for for yeah. some even an indefinite amount of time." Oh, yeah, I mean, we know of examples of churches in China where they sing quietly. Yeah, they yeah. whisper. Yeah, we wouldn't say, "Well, they're you're not obeying. making a joyful noise. You're you're sinning." Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's certain. Yeah. Here's this is the thing about wisdom, and I think every Christian just needs to to grow in. Uh, I I wish the world was easy. To yeah. figure out. I wish things were just black and white and you could say this, but but the thing is that many times in situations in life, um, where there's kind of these competing values or these competing uh, uh, losses in some ways that, that many times it's not a win-win situation. A lot of times we're in a lose-lose situation yeah. and we have to apply wisdom. So what does it look like to obey the command to honor the emperor, yeah. which is a command? Yeah. And the command to sing, to sing. Yeah. Um, when those things are in conflict, given the complexities yeah. of life, uh, that's where we walk in Holy Spirit empowered wisdom, right. and not just a, a simple black and white, yeah. obedient or not obedient category. That's right. And I think you said it earlier. It depends on the nature of the command. It depends on um, uh, from our, from our authorities what uh, what circumstances we're in and what the command is trying to do. And so I would say just finally about uh, our governing authorities is that I think their chief end, their highest good is to protect life. Right. Like Which is we think Romans that they are, they are yeah. honoring, yeah, mm-hmm. the sword that they wield is both for punishment and for protection. Right. So I think their highest good is to protect life and that's what they're trying to do. Yep. Now we may disagree, no, we not may, we will disagree on how that, how they should do that and mm-hmm. when they should do that and why, they, right. but but I would argue that them trying to protect life is their highest good. That is what God ordained them to do right. over and above provide jobs. Yep. So I would say that they are doing their job and that we should submit to them, at, like Romans 13 says, as we obey God. Yep. And when Paul wrote that, you didn't get to vote on who the emperor was. <laughs> exactly. You know, we get, to, right. we get to vote. We've got some recourses, right. you know. Totally. Um, if we think there's bad laws, we can That's right. We've, we we've can got move those. So, all, yeah. so it should make it all the more... Uh, easy for us to, yes. to say we'll submit here. So that's right. all of that to say, we I don't think that we are in disobedience by yes. um, by not singing for uh, an amount of time given the circumstances. But that doesn't mean that when we're there on Sunday morning, we're not worshiping, right? right? And there are other ways that we can engage in even the, the, the practice of playing music, you mm-hmm. know, and, and listening to music. So I think that's really the bigger question. We're not going to be singing for a while. What do we do? What do we do on Sunday morning? How do we engage in worshiping God through music? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I thought about it this way this morning. So we have five senses, uh, human senses. I have six. You have six senses? Oh, yeah. You see dead people? Yeah. The, yeah. Don't uh, Let's move okay, on. Okay, move on. Like the senses, when one is down... The others can increase, or there's been there's been some scientific proof that that uh, the others can enhance 
uh, while the other is down. So I, I thought of it that way in that one of our senses, one of our worship senses is down right now. Hmm. So how can we let the other senses enhance hmm. and That's grow yeah. um, while we're in this temporary season of restraint? So a few, uh, five things I thought of. So five words that will kind of help us hang our thoughts on as we move through this. Uh, so what can we do when we can't sing? So uh, one is listen, two is look, pray, move, and meditate. And they kind of they kind of all build on each other, and there's some overlap for sure. But number one, listen. So when you're not singing, listen. Listen to the words uh, that we sing. Listen with fresh ears. You're undistracted from your own singing, your mm. own processing of the words, and then actually trying to produce the note mm. uh, and sing along. Which can be very distracting. Right. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's easier and more difficult for mm. different people. Um, so with an undistracted uh, ear, listen to the words we sing and, uh, and allow that to tune your heart and your mind. Hear the truths uh, that we sing, preach, and pray with, with a new perspective. Um, so I think, I think listening, we can all grow in our listening uh, together. That's really good. And hopefully that will sharpen um, our listening ability when we can sing mm. to actually listening to each other sing. Yeah. yeah, because so often, I mean, even if it's a familiar song, we kind of just forget what the words are actually saying, you know, we're just, oh, we're yeah. just singing just along, going you know, I remember, yeah. um, the, before the throne of God above, I have a strong and urgent plea. And mm-hmm. I would sing those words all the time. I never stopped and thought about what that actually meant. That's right. And then when I, when I realized that means that Jesus is before the throne pleading on my behalf, mm-hmm. uh, oh man, yeah, that was just, that ministered to me so much That's right. through words that I had sung, I don't know, hundreds of times. Yeah. I had a similar experience recently with Be Thou My Vision with, um, uh, one of the later later verses that says, "Be thou my my dignity," mm. um, and that that word dignity just really struck me, and just the power of that, and how I so often will try to basically you know produce my own dignity, have mm. my own dignity within myself mm. uh, because I'm I'm good enough, and I mean, darn it, people like me. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but as I sung that, it just struck me. No, he he is our yeah, dignity. He yeah. defines our worth. Wow. Um, and I'd sung that song thousands yeah, of times. Yeah. So yes, so listening with fresh ears, I think will help uh, us appreciate what we do sing. And then that uh, kind of applies to number two, to look. So look around the room um, and see these masked faces. Make eye contact with those in your alphabet mm-hmm. and in your section. Look around, see uh, your brothers and sisters, see... Uh, what they're going through, the, consider who they are as as people, and not just oh, there's Fred or there's Jill. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's it's who they are and what they're going through. Often, I'll tell my my music team to do that: is is look out um, up on the congregation and connect with four or five people during a service that you know, and you can think of them by name, and you can uh, consider what they're going through mm-hmm. and how that how that just shapes. The, the communal aspect of our corporate worship time. Yeah, and that's such a good practice, too, when we are singing. Uh, you know, I love that. So just yeah. look around the room, see brothers and sisters yeah. that, you know, have their eyes closed and they're worshiping. Yeah. Um, and to remember, I'm united to them in Christ, that we are we are members in this, even this local congregation right. together. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I think that moves to the, the third one that you had. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, it's the addressing one another that Ephesians 5 oh, talks yeah, about. Right. We're looking at each other and we address one another in songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs. So you're singing the songs to God, but you're also singing them to, to each other to each other yeah. with those words that so build right now, up. Again, so, so undistracted now we, from, from singing, we can look around the room and, and take those times to, to look and see people. And then hopefully that'll move you to number three, right. which is pray. Yep. So because we can't address them with right. with those songs now, right. but but we can, but we can pray. So we can pray. Um, you can pray for the Spirit to plant the truths that that you're hearing, mm. uh, both in word and in song, um, to plant them in your hearts and minds. You can pray for those around you. Pray for those you look and make contact, eye contact with. Pray for them by name. Um, pray for us as we lead. Mm. Pray for those leading. Pray for those preaching. I know that you would. Uh, would love to have those listening to your sermons mm. praying for you while they are listening. Totally, to your yeah, sermons, right? <laughs> right. That you would not take that as, "Hey, pay attention, yep. like stop praying." Yep. Especially no. about halfway through, I could really use some prayer. Yeah, yeah, right. About that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> halfway through second service, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> More prayer, um, and then uh, and then one, yeah, really specific thing is pray for the mom of the crying baby. Oh yeah, that's good. Right, because we good. we have more we have more. Uh, Young parents bringing in their young kids because we don't have a nursery mm-hmm. uh, ministry right now. We don't have a children's ministry uh, at capacity right now. So we have more parents that are struggling to bring their kids into service, and that's a good work. And mm. we affirm that and we encourage that. And if you're a parent that's just feeling stressed out about that, I would say I would say trust trust the Lord and trust His grace and provision for you. Um, but also, if you're if you're not a parent and you're listening and you're and you Maybe you're easily annoyed by mm. the sounds of a young one. Yeah. Then I would say to 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 just be patient, to be gracious, and then to to reverse those moments of frustration and f- turn it into a moment of prayer yeah. for the young parent yeah. and for the child yeah. uh, that God would grant them peace and and that the the mother or the father would not feel embarrassment or guilt or shame. Um, yeah. That we've all felt it for those with with young kids, yeah, and even just pray Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. that, that's a that's a sign that our church is alive. Sounds right? of life, yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, you know, you and I were talking about this. I think it's worth saying um, we <laughs> we don't get distracted by little kid noises, right? No. We our houses are filled with little kids. <laughs> I am so good at tuning out crying. So that's all you hear right now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. like I don't even I don't even register yeah. crying baby. So if you know if somebody's listening to this and they've got a crying baby in the service. I, I don't even notice. Yeah. So don't be embarrassed. Sure. We're no. glad that you're there. We're glad that Absolutely. your kid's there. Yeah. 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 And we're working on a, a place for you to retreat to as a parent uh, because there is a time where, yeah, the, the child is just, you're not going to get them to calm down or, yeah. or stop crying. Right. There's a time to take them out, to step out, yeah. um, certainly. And uh, and we're working on a, on having a place uh, uh, for you uh, to be able to go and let the let the little one get its wiggles out. But uh but yeah, I think we can we can use that as opportunities to just remember that we are that we're humans and, yeah. and we need it each have other. To be perfect. Yes, this is not going to be perfect, and That's we right. should pray for each other. Yeah. And speaking of signs of life, uh, number four yeah. is this is an opportunity for us to move a little bit, mm. um, use move, our bodies to move, engage. Yeah, yeah, engage our body, our whole bodies. We are embodied souls, and part of worship and part of the effect of music on our bodies is uh, is intentional. I think it's God's design to help us engage our bodies. Yeah, so, that's a, you know that's an interesting. There's a lot of uh, you know lift up holy hands. Right is a command in the Bible. Yeah, and 
Right. Dare, dare I say many of our members have disobeyed that command. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, plenty of them are in disobedience of, of that command. That's, um, yeah, but and, and we're, we're joking, right? But, but, totally. that is, but that is something that the Bible has a, yeah. a, a vision mm-hmm. for whole body yeah. worship. So it's a know? clap, shout, yeah. play all these instruments. Um, yeah, so this, this is an opportunity again without, the, uh, without being um, distracted maybe by, by, your, by your singing is good or poor. Um, to to clap, to raise to raise a hand, um, to raise a hand in um, submission to God and to, to what He's uh, to the truths that are being revealed about Him and what He's done. I also think of raising a hand as as if to say yes mm-hmm. and amen. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm I I'm <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Um, what a great uh, way to to express that corporately now while we can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, to clap on the two and the four. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, uh, that just there's a certain musical structure that typically has accents mm-hmm. on the two and the four. So if you count one, two, three, four, we're going to accent one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. Yep. And that's where the clap is going to be. So we, we, we can grow as, as leaders in helping you uh, do that as a church, but... Uh, but that's something uh, where we can express our unity. Yeah. We can express our praise to God with our bodies mm-hmm. uh, when we when we clap together. And you know, even with the the clapping, moving a little bit, rocking Holy left sway, to right, a maybe. little bit of a, a little bit of a sway. Uh, you know that that that's another way. That I mean, I'm thinking David dancing. Dance before you know. Lord. I don't I don't know that anybody's going to need to like dance up and down the aisles, but yeah. um yeah, get get involved with your shoulders, get involved with your hips and your feet. Yeah. Yeah, there's a 1 Corinthians 14 principle to not do anything, you know, selfishly when we right. gather corporately, but to do everything for the building up of the body right. so, or in a disorderly way, right. not yeah, there's, to, there's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if but if your movement can encourage those around you mm-hmm. and your movement almost always encourages me yep. as I look out, yep. especially now that I can't hear your voices. Yeah. Um, so or, or see their mouths. You know, I, I encouraged a sister uh, recently because she was nodding vigorously during one of my sermons. And I realized that was kind of a lifeline for me because I can't tell if people are yeah. following along with me because yeah. there's just something about not seeing their mouths that makes it really hard to know if if they're tracking and so she, right. the, the fact that she was just nodding um or even clapping you know i think applause is a really good way of expressing it's a way of saying amen that's right with our hands uh it's a way yeah. of saying praise god yeah. and applause doesn't have to mean um that we're that we're they're not applauding you right that we're amazed with your preaching ability or yeah, our playing right. ability right or we all ended the song at the same time so we're going to clap together um no, it can be it can be a, a praise to God in response to what we just sang right. or, yeah. or heard or thought about. Um, and, and and a note on this: if you're if you're not a hand raiser, if you're not a clapper, if you're not a mover, right? One of, you're one of the chosen, frozen, frozen <laughs> chosen. Um, then I then I would I would challenge you in this season in particular, yeah. in every season, but in this season in particular, to ask yourself why hmm. why don't you engage right. ever right like. That yeah. with with a raised hand or with a clap or with even a raised voice. Yeah, when that's we can good because so. that's one of those things that we can kind of. Uh, and I'm not accusing anyone of this, but I I can see this tendency in myself that that something that might really be a preference. You know, I prefer not to move around. I prefer not to engage in this way. Um, we can kind of convince ourselves that that's a righteous or a, or a, even a biblical uh, approach when yeah. really, like we're saying, there's there's a vision in the Bible for whole body worship, and right. 
Um, I've said that to a few people that if we can, if if nothing else out of COVID, uh, two things: one, that family worship gets better, which goes yeah. back to you know, we can't sing in church, but we can sing in our homes. Yep. You know, so if family worship gets stronger, and then our church learns how to clap on the two and the four, mm. then th- praise God. You That's know, right. that would have made everything <laughs> come together, right? Hallelujah. For good, for yeah. good out of that. So yeah. So as we consider the last one, I think this one's kind of a combination of all of them. So if you combined listening and looking and praying and and moving a bit, then I think uh, the fifth thing is I think it'll help us to meditate. Um, and when we think about like biblical meditation, it isn't what you would see in the movies where you where you you know have to cross your legs a certain way and yeah, you, right. and you empty yourself. Right. And you try to think about nothing. You think about yeah. nothing, and you empty yourself of everything so that you can hear your inner voice or something. Now, we we see in a biblical vision for meditation is actually being filled up right. with God's truth. Yep. His Spirit is moving uh, through the truths of His Word to fill us up. So I think if we're doing all these other things, then we will be filled up to overflowing with praise and thanksgiving for who God is and what He has done. So that that meditation uh, will, I think, deepen in our corporate worship times, and then I and then I pray that that will motivate us to love God and love others more, um, not just during our corporate worship, but throughout the week mm. uh, when we have fully allowed our, um, allowed ourselves to be to be moved yeah. by these things. Yep. Um, that's what brings change. That's yeah. what brings transformation. We right. become what we behold when we have beheld. His beauty, His glory, uh, in the face of Christ, and through the gospel, when we sing it, preach it, pray it, then we will be will be changed. Yeah, and that'll motivate us throughout the whole week. Yeah, yeah, and I love the way that you started that with, uh, you know, you think about somebody that has lost their sight, how much better they can hear, how much mm. better, you know, that there's other, yeah, um, these other senses grow stronger, and uh, I think that is a really great vision to have for this season that we can all take is, Lord, help me grow in these other things, because it will serve ultimately that end of just one more way of, one more one more discipline of meditating on God's Word so that we're transformed yeah. by God's Word. And like you said earlier, all of these things can and should happen under normal circumstances when we can sing. Right. So even when we are back to singing corporately, we should be listening. We should be looking. We should be praying, moving, yep. meditating yep. Uh, together as yep. we as we sing. Yeah. So maybe uh, we. I know we keep on coming back to this. What What is God doing in this time? As hard as it is, we know that yeah. that uh, suffering is always productive for God's children. Right. And so maybe this is one more thing that we can say He is doing in this time is growing us in. That's right. In these other senses. That's right. That's good. Yeah. And and we've also been asked. You know, since we can't sing. Uh, why do we even have the band? What's the point of even having any songs yeah. in our in our corporate worship? And hopefully we've answered that in these in these points that yeah. number one, so these things may happen so that we might grow in our listening and looking and praying and and all these things. Uh, but also we need to remember that that uh, a good bit of our church is still at home, right? And so yeah. we are live streaming this, yeah. and so we are still facilitating family worship mm-hmm. in people's homes on Sundays. Yeah. So I and, think it's and, still worth. Yeah, and I love the way that you've introduced that too. Is that just like we'll we'll have somebody stand up in front and pray on behalf of everyone that we're praying along yeah. with this representative. Yeah, uh, that the music it works the yeah. same way, and uh, so I think it is. It's good for me to even just hear beautiful music 
accompanying these words that I'm meditating on. Right. That's that's an aid to that. Yeah. Um, you know, God gave us ears and not just eyes. Right. You know, and yeah. so that's that's helpful even if I can't sing along. Right. And many of our songs are prayer songs. Yeah. They are prayers to God put to music, uh, like we sang this this uh, past Sunday. Uh, your sermon had a central theme of prayer, and so we're going to sing a lot of prayer songs. Mm-hmm. So we're basically just going to be—it's going to be a prayer service. Yeah, the whole uh, thing. And uh, so, yeah, with with the prayers taking different forms. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I hope this is yeah this has been been helpful for you for you uh, as you're listening to to consider these things uh, to pray for. Uh, humility to pray for us as leaders as we lead through these uh, strange times. Um, but I really do see and have seen over the past couple of weeks these areas um, already showing growth. Yeah. So I, I'm encouraged mm-hmm. by the growth that I'm seeing in our congregation in these ways that we worship together. And so excited for uh, a final thing I think that this season is going to create is a longing. Right. There's going to be a buildup. That if we grow in all these other disciplines, it's like that that sense is gone. Once that sense, that, that sight is restored, yeah. that voice yeah. is restored, I think we're just going to oh, blow gonna, the roof off this it's place. It's going to be so, so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so we pray. We pray for that day. Yeah. But even that longing we know is a is a is just a foretaste of the deeper longing that when all of the church is gathered together, That's right. every tribe tongue, people, and nation, and there is no more sickness. No more. No more restrictions. No more restrictions. There's no more hindrances. We will just sing at the top of our lungs. Um, Yeah. So come, Lord Jesus. Yes. Well, with that, we'll bring this episode to a close. You've been listening to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. If you've got any questions about something that we talked about today, or if there's other questions that you'd like us to address in a podcast, you can email us, info at dscabq.com. We will, Lord willing, have another episode for you next week. Until then, on behalf of Drew Hodge, I am Chase Jacobs. Let's keep spreading God's glory broader and deeper.